how it lights my path, how it guides my way. Now, you sh- like today, I-, I started my talk, I was going to start my talk with lots of questions, but as is usual when I do anything with Debs, she's, she's kind of answered them all already. So I'm just going to change the start of the talk, but um, today's talk is about one part of our body. What do you think is the most powerful part of our body? The most powerful? Hands up. Brain. So, do you know, some people think it's your biceps because they can lift loads of things. Some people think it's our heart. Some people think it's our brain. Because did you know that our brain processes 70,000 thoughts a day? I mean, I think I've done more today. but And our heart pumps 2,000 gallons of blood every single day. But actually... We're going to think about the tongue because the tongue is really, really powerful. Um, We saw some great tongue twisting on tongue twisting today. Did you know that the human tongue accounts for less than 1% of our whole body mass? But even though it's a small part of the body, it can do a lot. So it's very movable. Let me see some moving tongues, anyone? Although Deb's told us it. It's very movable, which allows us to swallow... To eat sweets, it's a sensory organ for taste and actually for touch, and it contains many cells of the body's defense system. But what do we also use our tongue for, mainly, Zoe? To speak. So, I have set up, if you can't see at the back, I apologize, because in my living room I had it on the sofa and I thought everyone would be able to see it. So, I've set up a mouth at the front here, and it's got a tongue, and I need some volunteers to come and help find some words out of my tongue. So Grace, you can come down. I'm not sure of your name, but at the youth table with your hand up, you can come down. Zoe. Okay, so yeah, you can come. Tom, you can come. So one by one, you can do the second one for me. One by one, they are going to reveal some things that are in, in our mouth. So this is representative of our mouth and our tongue. So guys, if we line up here and then we can get one at a time. So come along behind Zoe or behind whoever's at the front. Okay, so you're going to come along, you're going to lift up the tongue to reveal what this mouth is saying, and I'm going to hold the microphone, you're going to say it really loud for everyone. Okay, Zoe, go. Oh, just one. Pop that tongue down. Oh, I, I wrote it really badly, sorry. Phil really didn't do well today. I was uh, bored. So, Phil didn't really do very well today. I was so bored. That's not, that's not, that's not great, is it? Tom? Look how fake Sarah's p- pics are. Yeah, I, could, I was going to put posts, but then I was like, who's going to understand photos for, for, for other people? Jesus is alive. He can change your life. Well done for reading that. And that's, that's quite nice. Can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? Also quite nice. And we've got one more, I think. Hey, Phil, that talk was great. Hmm, interesting. So out of the same tongue, someone saying that Phil's talk was great. I'm just going to pop the tongue back down. And other people were saying, the same mouth was saying that it was boring. And... You know, some of these things that came out of here might make us feel really good, right? Because if somebody says, hey, Phil, that talk was really great. I picked Phil because I think there's no one called Phil in here. So that's what I was going for. But um, 
But also, the same mouth and the same tongue is saying that his talk was really bad and that it was boring. And you know, James compares our tongues to some other really small objects that even though they're small, they can do a massive job. So on your tables, there should be, not on every table, so you have to have a quick scan, there should be, it'll say in verse 3, in verse 4, and in verse 5. Has anybody got those on their table? So some people have got Bible verses, but some people have got in verse 3, in verse 4, or in verse 5. If you've got them, can you hold them up? Oh, we've got no one. Oh, we've got one, two, third one. Not that one. Third one. Well, two out of three is not bad. Okay, so if you've got verse 3, where it says in verse 3, can you stand up and shout really loud what that says? Anyone got it? Okay, that's, that's the one that's missing. So, in verse 3 it says, when we put bits into the mouths of horses, do you know how big a bit is? Does anyone know how big a bit is that goes in a, mouth, in a horse's mouth? It was kind of small. It just fits in their mouth. It makes the whole animal move. I saw a police horse on Tuesday, and it had a tiny bit, and it was massive. And the policewoman was just pulling ever so slightly on it, and that horse was going exactly where... Um, she wanted it to go. Who's got verse 4? Anyone? It was a mistake putting them out early. Oh, can, you re- can you stand up and read what it says? Or someone on your table, really loud? Whoever's got a loud voice? Right, so actually, they're really small, but they make a massive ship either keep its course or smash into rocks. Really, Anyone got verse 5? Yay. Can you stand and read it really loud? So a tiny little spark from a match or a cigarette or any kind of lighter can set a whole fire or a flame and cause a lot of trouble. So very small things can have a massive effect. And that's what we're thinking about our today, our tongue. So whenever we open our mouths, which apparently we do 700 times a day to speak. I think some days I might beat that, but 700 times a day, we are wielding a massive, powerful weapon that can be used for good, because good words can lift our spirits and encourage us. Who's ever, put your hands up if you've ever had something nice said to you, anything encouraging, anything lovely, anything wonderful. Some people haven't. Steve Smith, I think you're really funny. Now you can put up your hand. (laughs) So... Most of us in the room have had something encouraging said to us. But in this, in here, the same mouth was saying some good things that would make us really happy and some very upsetting things. James says, our unruly tongues need to be tamed. Deb said it, need to be tamed. Just like we tame wild animals. Anyone got a pet? Dog, cat. Some people have snakes, but I don't understand that. But you have a pet and it needs to be tamed so you can have it in your house. And wild animals need to be tamed at the circus, whether you agree with that or not. But it's actually really hard, isn't it? In fact, this is the irony. In verse 7, it says, All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. So James says our tongue can't be tamed, but then he goes on to say that we must make sure we're saying the right things at the right time. It says in verse 10, out of the same mouth shouldn't come, anyone? 
praise and... Yeah. Chink and praise and cursing. And out of this mouth came some nice stuff and some not so nice stuff. So what are we going to do? Jesus doesn't want us to use our mouths to praise him and worship him and then to say horrible mean things. But the Bible also says it can't be tamed. Our tongue is unruly and can't be tamed. It's quite the predicament. But there's some good news. Thanks, Liz Marsh. Looking right at you. That was nice. Um, You know, a while ago, I had some really bad problems with running water in my kitchen and my sink really smelled every time I did an upstairs tap or did the um, washing machine. And when the plumber came round, he couldn't actually fix it where the water came out of the tap. He had to go all the way back along the plumbing to the source of the problem. So it wasn't like he could just come and see, here's the problem, the smell's coming out of here, this is where the problem is. He had to go right back along the plumbing, a bit like we've got here. And that's what we have to do. So what is the source of the words that come out of our mouth? Where does this pipe, I mean, I think it might have been revealed in the game, so, you know, (laughs) those of you that saw it, you already know. But where does this pipe lead to? Oh, oh. Donna just popped in there, but that's all right. It leads to the heart. So I'm going to carefully, because I don't really know what good condition the heart is in anymore. But let's have a look. So, oh, it's on a bit of a wonk, but it's all right. So it says in Luke 6.45, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yeah, so actually, those balls that came out with the speech trauma coming all the way from the heart. And our words are the fruit from our heart. They spring out from our soul. If we find ourselves speaking bad words, it shows that there's something wrong with our heart. If our hearts are full of anger and hatred and jealousy and cursing, then that's what flows out of our mouth. To tame our tongues, we need a new heart. Yay. And this is where the balls were really coming from. So this may seem like it isn't really good news because it says in the Bible that we need to tame our tongue, but it can't be tamed. And it now says, actually, we need to look at where the source of the problem is and the source of the problem is our heart. But the really, really good news is the Bible has a lot to say about the heart. It doesn't say that the heart can't be tamed or changed. So some people, I'm hoping, I've got some Bible verses. Shirley is encouraging me with a Bible verse already. So if you've got a Bible verse on your table... If you've got Ezekiel 36, 26, can you read it really loud? Yay. I meant that. So it says right there, we'll give you a new heart. Simple. Much more simple than the tongue and put a new spirit within you. Anyone got Psalm 51, 10? I'll mention that. I prayed that in the bath today because I was having a real problem. And so I prayed, create me a clean heart because I know the Lord can change our hearts. And Proverbs 4, 23, anyone? Yay. Nice and loud. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. How are we going to tell people about Jesus' eternal life if what flows from our heart into our mouth and out of with using our tongues isn't full of his life? It's going to be impossible. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12, make a tree good and its fruit will be good. Or make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad for a tree is recognized by its fruit the mouth speaks what the heart is full of a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him so in here and an evil man brings evil out of the evil stored up in him in here so we're going to try and read from the heart again so if you didn't read last time and you want to come Daniel 
you want to come up the front? I'm going to... Deb's is going to help me by popping them in. No. So anyone else who wants to come and read what the tongue is going to say now? Yeah, come on then. Two? Yes. Three? How many are you putting in? Four? <laughs> five? Is it five? Okay, five. You want to read? So you just stand there. By the way, everybody that helps me in an all-age service gets sweets, so you're, you're doing really well here. Okay, so here we go. Let's see what the tongue's got to say now. I'm really struggling. My teacher... With my... With my friend. With my teacher or my friend. So, yeah, I'm really struggling with my teacher or my friend. Not too bad. Like, they're struggling, but that's what, that's what you say. Okay, next one. Oh, oh, the tongue's gone a little bit loose. Uh, Jesus loves you. Welcome to church. Hey, Jesus loves you. Welcome to church. That's a nice thing to say. Pop it in the bag. Oh, one's escaped. I'm going to pay for that person who hurt me. It's actually pray, but my writing is really bad. They're they're ping pong balls. I can't. So I'm going to pray for that person who really hurt me. That's that's an all right one. Have we got another one? Looks like Sarah had a nice time. So if you're looking at someone's photos and you say it looks like Sarah had a nice time, that's all right, isn't it? Do you want to read another one for me? Because you actually have got a really nice reading voice. Phil made some really good points today. We're not going to love everything about everyone's preach, are we? I mean... We don't, usually, thank you very much. But what we can say is something good and constructive, can't we? We can say something encouraging. And, you know, the reason that this heart can now produce this is because we read those Bible verses. We asked, create in me a clean heart. And actually, if what you're storing up in here comes out through your mouth, it will be clean. So who can perform this heart surgery that everybody needs? What's always the answer? That's always the answer. And... Actually, Jesus and his Holy Spirit, they can make somebody's heart completely new. You know, whenever a Christian um, first puts their faith in Jesus, it's called born again because I guess the whole thing is new and fresh. And actually, our heart can really be changed. And you know, before I was Christian, I mean, Phil Tate tells this story like I swore all the time, like every other word was a swear word. And it wasn't that bad. Although Debs didn't meet me, so she might say it was. But anyway... When I, when I wasn't Christian, I used to swear a lot. And when I first moved to London, I was thinking a lot about Jesus. Like, I had a lot of Christian friends. My best friend, Hayley, over in Southcroft, was Christian. I'd been to uni with her. And I was thinking a lot about it, reading a lot. I'm really, I like to know in my brain that something, like, makes sense and is logical. So I was asking a lot of questions to everybody. And I was really thinking about him. But I was thinking, I'm not quite good enough. I'm not quite ready. I actually will probably be a bit of a disappointment. I'm a certain type of person who can't change. And And then my younger sister rang me from home and she was just chatting to me and she was going to tell me a joke. And then she said, oh no, you won't like this joke. And I said, why? And she said, because it swears. And I said, so? Like, what? I'll still like the joke. And she was like, yeah, but you stopped swearing. You don't swear anymore. And I was like, no, I do. I, I definitely do. And she was like, No, you don't. You literally don't swear anymore. And I I didn't swear. I literally had stopped swearing. And even though I hadn't made some massive decision to stop swearing or to tame my tongue or to... Actually, the Lord working in my heart had already done it. And 
Um, when God's spirit gets to work on our hearts, our words will actually change as a result. Our heart is transformed by God, so too is our tongue, and will be tamed. And in fact, some of the most visible fruit of the spirit in our lives will be a change in how and what we say. And if we're eager to grow as a disciple of Jesus, we should be eager and impatient to see improvements in our speech. Amen? Because as his spirit gets to work in us, that's what's going to happen. Our, ch- our heart's going to change. And as our heart changes, then what flows out of us, what comes down the pipe, will be good and encouraging and full of life and full of spirit. Amen. So, that's it. Um, so, as a response to that, I mean, I had to do a lot of practice origami hearts. They're not very easy with cardboard, let me tell you. So, I've got a little origami heart here, and everyone on their table has got a little heart. And if you, if you think today, you know what? It's a really good reminder to ask Jesus to cleanse my heart, to create in me a new heart, to give me life-filling words, to give me words that are full of his spirit, to change what I'm storing up in my heart. If you think it's a good opportunity today, then you can take your little heart and, I mean, I've tried to make something that will stand it up here. Oh, yep. So you can write your name on your heart or there might be a really specific thing that you can't quite get past, that you've been hurt about, that you just can't kind of really let go. And even if you ask Jesus to create in you a new heart, you're kind of still trying to hold on to that little thing. You can write that on your heart and then you can fold it up and Andy's just going to play a little bit of the guitar in the background and you can come and pop your heart in here and then Debs is going to pray for everybody whose names are in here to to have their heart changed by Jesus so Andy's going to start playing and if that's you you can put your name on or your reason for needing your heart to be cleansed or changed and bring it up okay everybody should we just look this way here's the heart It's got all of our names in it. We're asking Jesus to give us a new heart and a clean heart. So I'm going to pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for all that you've been speaking to us today, Lord. Your words are good words in our lives and they bear good fruit. And so thank you for every name that's in this heart here now. Every word, every prayer, Lord Jesus, where we want you to change and cleanse and wash and renew our hearts. We ask, Lord, get right to the source of the problems in our, in our speaking. Lord Jesus, cleanse us and renew us, we pray. Fill us with your Holy Spirit in a fresh way this afternoon. And thank you, Lord Jesus, that your words are always spirit and life. And we want our words to be the same in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let your living word abide in me so richly as I abide in you. Let your living